The new cryptocurrency company everybody is talking about. Bringing full-spectrum decentralized finance to the people. With cryptocurrencies RYIU and RYIP. Low-cost cryptocurrencies with huge returns and the most authentic, innovative and real team behind this company. Where the investors come first. Welcome to Game Tech Politics. All right, welcome to Game Tech Politics. My guest tonight is Marvin. He is a uh, crypto genius, and uh, he's from New York, which I had some Biggie uh, Smalls uh, intro music for you, man. Nice, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a Biggie Smalls fan? Yes, I am. Uh, originally from Brooklyn, so... Now, now Brooklyn... Like tell us tell us about Brooklyn. Like what what is it like in Brooklyn? Well, growing up, uh you know, it was uh it was a little rough, I guess you could say it was a little rough around the edges, nothing too crazy. I mean I lived What do you uh, mean by rough? You know, it, like Well, it was it, it was kinda of hood like, right? <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> It like, was like Biggie Smalls, know, what, what he talked about. <laughs> right. It wasn't the safe not that it wasn't the safest, but but you know, it, it's uh you know, I, I there were a lot of there were a lot of kids uh hanging around up to there were a lot of mischief, mischievous kids out. Were out were there. you in were you in that little group, Marvin? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was a kid that's usually playing uh Manhunt, which uh, we used to kind of play at night. It's almost like a series of tag and hide and seek. And um, Manhunt, yeah, that, 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 that sounds like, mischievous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even the name of that sounds mischievous. Yeah. So, um, so but it was fun growing up. You know, it was. Uh, so tell yeah, tell people the- who you are. Like, you know, I, I have this guest on, and they they don't even know who you are. So uh, what? What type of work do you do and, and what kind of like crypto? Because, you know, uh, you're a crypto man. So what what got you into the beginnings of all that shit? Right. Um, so I do kind of uh, I do a doorman uh, in a residential building. Oh, so you, you have to deal with those rich people. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like Donald Trump. People. Um, you don't work at Trump Tower, right. do you? No, no, I do not. Um, yeah, but these people are kind of cool. I mean, are really cool, not kind of. They're awesome people. I mean, they're just uh, very down-to-earth uh, people. Um, you know, they, they treat me with so, with so much respect. I mean, I'm an all-around likable guy, so, you know, I mean, you, 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 you get what you, what you put in, right? So, you know, as long as you treat them with respect, they treat you with respect. And it's almost like a family because, you know, I, you kind of know them and you kind of know the kids. You kind of see them growing up and, and maturing. So it's kind of funny. It's, it's great. It's great. So I, I kind of enjoy my job because. Um, Is there any know, like uh, well-known, you know, famous actors or uh, actresses that you push the door open for people? Uh, yes. I can't say. Right, um, right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yes. Are they interesting? Are they like interesting people? 
Yes, they are. This one person who, who you gotta uh, you gotta he, tell us uh, some stories, man. Like some embarrassing stories about him, because I know I know you got a few of of some of these Hollywood or well New York New Yorkers that come in drunk and and <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely drunk. I've definitely seen uh, uh, you know uh, uh, some pretty inebriated residents. How do you uh, handle that? They were, they were cool. Oh, I just well, nothing. They just kind of come in and they they kind of you know it's a late night, so you kind of know they went out and stuff, and they just go straight upstairs. See, I I kind of you know when I do the work when I do the uh, overnights, I kind of just like see them come in. Like I could tell, right? I give them I give them the hi, you know, how are you, and then uh, have a good night, you know. See, I I would like, get fired. I would if if I was doing your job, I'd get fired within a week because. I'd be fucking with them. <laughs> I would literally be <laughs> fucking with them, ringing their doorbells, all that shit, uh, uh, taking and, and pulling the door closed. And I, uh, I, w- I wouldn't be uh, a very good employee. But um, <laughs> so you you do that, and then you also right. you also get in the cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. What? Why in the hell did like? See, let me tell you. I I come from uh, a family of musicians. And uh, my dad, my dad's played with some of the best of the best, you know, and I'm telling you, like, they, they kind of want to get into this cryptocurrency thing. Uh, My dad's kind of like seen me do it for the past couple years. And Mm -hmm. he's seen the success that I've, I've had with investing in, in different stocks and also crypto, but man, explaining it to my dad is like that I can't there's no explanation for it like I how do you how could you end up explaining cryptocurrency to someone who doesn't have a fucking clue what this shit is <laughs> I'm actually glad you asked that question uh I don't even talk about crypto at all I kind of start off with the financial system and how uh and how backwards the system is and how you know the purchasing power of our money uh, uh, goes down exponentially every year, uh, year over year, by two percent. Now, what I mean by that is that your your dollars purchase two percent less goods and services on a yearly basis, uh, and also known, you know, also known as inflation. So I kind of I, how I approach this, how I approach first. Because th- this is how you kind of got you have to understand not you specifically, but you know they would have to understand the concept of money. You know how we lose our purchasing power year over year to, at a two percent rate. You know there was a reason why. You know when I was growing up, uh, two slices of pizza and a can of soda was about a dollar, a dollar fifty. Now a, a one slice of pizza is about eight you know, bucks. $2. Yeah, <laughs> eight bucks, right? <laughs> In if New York, it's like eight bucks. And, yeah, yeah. You're getting that. Sure. You're getting that uh, gas station pizza for for two dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I explained to them, you know, you save the $10,000 that you have saved in the bank five years ago does not get you $10,000 worth of goods and services today. Right. So I kind of explained to them how their purchasing power starts deteriorating ever since because you're staying in a cash position. Right. If you're not invested, if you don't own any assets, uh, you're in a cash position in cash, which which is also positions. Either you're in, in in investable assets, right? Real estate, gold, silver, crypto. See, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Marvin. Like right now, you're you're still speaking 
like at a, a doctorate level <laughs> compared to some mm. of the guys that I that I talk to on a daily basis. I mean, these cats okay. they they just they make their money. You know, like I, I have some friends that uh, log because they were, I'm in Oregon and all they do is log and they they make they make tons of money doing that shit. I mean, they they make probably one hundred and forty, hundred fifty thousand a year. That's a lot of money for just logging, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, that's but for sure. like when they talk, you know, you talk about assets and you know, like you know, purchasing this and that five years ago. Yeah, they understand that a pack of cigarettes or or a fucking Coca Cola was like fifty cents back in the day. Now it's like a a dollar fifty. But that's that's basically where it draws the line. So how can how can me or or anybody else simplify it? You know, uh, I use my gallon of milk uh, story. You know, when you see that gallon of milk go go from two, you know, go from two dollars to four dollars, the average person would say, "Wow, you know, that gallon of milk." Got expensive, right? That's that that word. Uh, expensive. We're we're living through that right now with Biden. <laughs> right, we're, 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 yeah, we're living through that now. Um, what people should kind of rewire themselves to think is, wow, the purchasing power of my money went down fifty percent, right? Because nothing there's there was nothing special about that milk. I mean, it's not giving you a, a superpowers that it costs double the price, right? It's still the same gallon of milk, still the same company, right? Still the same ingredients right the nothing changed about that milk so what changed well the purchasing power of your currency changed it went down it didn't go up so that's like the best way pretty much like the clear-cut way of kind of explaining to them like that's how they should rewire themselves so anything denominated in the dollar right uh if it goes up in price that just means it takes more dollars to chase the same good or service or stock crypto etc etc so that's how I kind of just started off. And then I go into how, you know, the Federal Reserve, you know, how this is a conglomerate of bankers, right, who uh, who came up with the idea of coming up with their own private currency that that should be used throughout the whole throughout the whole of U.S. of the U.S. state. Right. They control the money supply. And if there's too much money in the supply, which there is now, start, start, Right, which there is now. I mean, you know, thirty percent of our currency has been printed in the in the past two years, yeah, in the past two and a half years, actually. Um, you know, that's why we see a thirty, forty percent jump in prices. Right, it's not because it got more expensive; it's because now it takes more of our dollars, our hard-earned dollars, to chase the same goods, service. I mean, used cars went up thirty percent, home prices went up thirty percent. I mean, everything kind of coincides with the. You know, with the Federal Reserve printing money, right, right, quote unquote, printing money, or rather expanding their balance sheet. That, that's really the term that they use. So and, you know, they're guiding the government, right? They're guiding the government with their debt. So it's like it's like going to a big bank and say, wow, listen, I don't have enough to I don't have enough money to pay for my debt. You know, can you help me out? Well, the, you know, the Federal Reserve, right, the big bank is going to say, well, yeah, you know, we'll, we can guide you and say you need two trillion dollars for this year. Do you think the, and, do you think the Federal Reserve ever like back in the 80s and 90s and even in the early 2000s do you think that they even were prepared for something like Bitcoin and Ethereum 
Uh, that's a great question. I don't think they were. I I, I don't. Think, I mean, did I they so did all. they expect something new and and like? I, I don't know. I I just think that they don't know how to handle cryptocurrency right now, and that's a scary that's a scary thought because if they don't if they panic, they're going to come go to extreme measures, and and that's what I'm seeing right now. So. How do you guys actually combat that? Um, you know, they 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 don't know. They I, the thing is with crypto specifically, it's still considered an asset, right? It's not technically considered a, a currency. Well, at least here in the states, you know, in different parts of other countries, you know, you heard El Salvador, El Salvador, El Salvador, yeah, they they currency. ended up um, their their uh, currency, their legal currency is completely Bitcoin now. It, well, it runs alongside the U.S. dollar. So it's technically not an official currency. As it, It's just still, the, it's still denominated in the U.S. dollar, right? So they're using it side by side uh, as an alternative, but not necessarily a, a, a replacement. So um, I think, you know, the you know, the governments here in the U.S., they understand that it's property. I mean, it is classified and regulated. You know, there are, you know, CME futures, which is pretty much just Wall Street getting involved. So, you know, they, they, they do recognize it as an asset and a commodity. And a commodity cannot compete or rather does not compete with a currency. Right. The only the only thing that could probably compete with is an argument would be gold. Right. Uh, it could be gold. But, you know, that's 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 another story because, you know, you can't denominate it. You can't shave off gold and, you know, all the other arguments that Bitcoiners make. Uh, the reason why gold is not really the future anymore. So how I think they would combat that is that the Federal Reserve is just going to come up with their own digital currency, a, a central bank digital currency. I'm telling you, people aren't going to be sold on that shit. They're, they're going to be thinking it's like the mark of the beast or, or some crazy, you know. I wouldn't call it conspiracy theory, but you know how people are. Uh, right. They're they're just gonna take it as an extreme, and and that's gonna further drive people away from crypto. And it's funny you say that because a lot of people, you know, in in the circle of the crypto circle, they always start or always kind of add that kind of, uh, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not into conspiracy, but. You know, I just I just think of it as an alternative uh, theorist, right? Someone who kind of just thinks outside of the box, and kind of see for what it is. Um, you know, it's 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 all conspiracies until it until it actually starts becoming true, right? Until 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 it actually becomes fact. Right. Um, so so what know, what the hell is cryptocurrency? In its most basic form, the best way I could explain it, it's just one big database. And all you're doing when you're buying crypto is you're buying memory from the database. That's all you're doing. Right? It's 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 an immutable they call it blockchain, right? But it's also How is that valuable? I, I don't get it. Like how how is that valuable to the normal day logger or you know, grocery store uh, checkout lady like how is that valuable to them? Well, the question I would I would kind of, I would answer that with a question and ask, uh, you know, how valuable is trust to you? How right? valuable is what? Some, how valuable how, how 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 valuable is trust to you? Well, right? uh, most most Americans know, sure as hell don't trust the the Federal Reserve or the government. So I mean, right. 
Right. To a certain extent, right? To 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 those who are kind of thinking outside of the box. But let's say you were trying to let's say you wanted to sell something and someone wants to send you money, you know, for that item. You don't necessarily trust that person because you don't know them. Right? So how valuable is that trust? I mean, it's pretty valuable because you're using centralized platforms like eBay, right? You're using platforms that that you trust in that, you know, that you think not you specifically, but that people use a certain platform because they think that platforms is going to use their information, uh, you know, uh, securely, privately, and in the best interest of both parties, right? So for a platform like eBay or maybe even Facebook, right? People use Facebook Marketplace because they trust Facebook more than they trust the other part, the counterparty to the transaction. So it, it's really just a matter of trust. It, it's a trust machine. And, you know, for people to kind of transact with each other, being able to verify. So I can verify if you're sending me money, I can verify when you sent it to me, how much, and if it's been totally credited and debited from your account, right? Debited from my, you know, from your account and vice versa. Right. And, and, and anyone who, 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 and anyone, there's a third party, anyone can verify that transaction. So it's just a... It's it's a triple ledger account system, right? There's a debit and credit, and then there's a third ledger that anyone can see, right? That's that's where the computers come in and kind of verify the transactions. So because you know if you if you said hey listen you know this gentleman didn't send me money or this 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 lady didn't send me money, you can verify it on the on the blockchain right on through the website, right through through the explorer where you can just type in your address. And you can verify if money was sent to you. I mean, that trust system is pretty valuable. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a trillion dollar, multi trillion dollar uh, concept. So who who's your who do you use as a third party? Uh, because you got to buy cryptocurrency somewhere, and so so right. who do you use? Uh, I still use Coinbase. Okay, uh, I, I, I still do too. Use, right, um, I've dabbled in KuCoin. Um, I have a, I, I use crypto.com as well. I use that. And then of course, you know, there's Robinhood. A lot of cryptocurrency people laugh at me because of, of the use of Robinhood. Why is that? Why, why, like you you yourself are, you know, antagonized me on our first podcast about using Robinhood to buy Dogecoin and, and Ethereum. So what, what's the difference between, you know, each company? Uh, I, I remember that conversation. I was open to it. I know we had, uh, I think Jenna, she was kind of, but the thing is I I'm open to the fact that like, as long as you're invested into the space, that all, that's all that matters. Now, uh, it could be possible that, you know, there's a, there's, that there would be some kind of pushback on, on, you know, you using Robin hood or anyone using Robin hood is the fact that you don't physically own your coins. Well, now they, they've choice. they've taken and, and created a wallet mm-hmm. now. So correct. Uh, does that right, mean which, um, that you can physically own what you buy now, or or is that something mm-hmm. different? No, it's the same exact thing. I mean, Robinhood. I'm sure they 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 understand the the, the importance of uh, self sovereignty, right? Of of people being able to own their own wealth in their hands and taking full financial and personal responsibilities for their money or their wealth. Um, I think that was coming. That was a long, that was a long time coming. I kind of knew that was going to have, that was going to be the norm. 
because the amount of money that they're able to, you know, the kind of revenue that they're able to gain from that, from those transactions, it's, uh, you know, it, they're just like another Binance, right? Binance made about, you know, a billion dollars with, you know, 90% margins. I can't even, I can't even get my account on Binance. I can't get verified. It's, it's ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're saying that, you know, uh, I own different properties. So, you know, the, the, my license doesn't match up with the information that they have. So it, it's Ooh, been a, yeah, it's been an ongoing struggle just getting verified on Binance. I don't, I don't know why, but I, I've given up. I've given up completely on that company. So I've just, I've, I've basic account? say again. Do you have funds in that account? No, no, no. Like I couldn't even, I couldn't even uh, get verified in order to even put my credit card information in. Like I haven't even got past stage one on Binance. So, mm. but I, I, I I've, I've, ta I've taken and, and used crypto, uh, crypto.com and I bought a lot of Shiva back uh, last June of last year. And that's I've I made about six hundred percent of my money on on just Shiba alone. Perfect, that's uh, a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been great. But I, what I what I don't understand about it is, I, I guess it's a supply and demand thing. There's so there's like a set amount of cryptocurrency uh, on on different. Uh, different cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, there's only a certain amount of Bitcoin and they, there won't be any more Bitcoin created. And I right. guess Shiba took Shiba and you took that uh, took that plan, so to speak. And uh, but there's there's a lot of Shiba out there. So I'm, I'm curious, like, how does uh, how does Bitcoin and Shiba end up? getting like going up in value because if you look at january of 2020 uh bitcoin was only at like four thousand dollars and it went all the way up to seventy five thousand or somewhere around there like how how does bitcoin go up in value so quick uh from four thousand to i believe it's of course it's dropped down to 36 i think right now but right. Within, within just two years, it's went up eight times, nine times its value. Right. Um, well, the narrative for that uh, would be, and I call it a narrative, but the narrative for that is the belief that, you know, there's 21 million ever to exist, right? Right. So with 7.2 you know, billion people on earth, there's only a set amount of uh, you know, fractions of a Bitcoin, which we, you know, which we call Satoshis, uh, that will only, that will ever to exist. And, you know, if, if you own, you know, there's about 90% of Bitcoin have been mined, which is about just a little over 18 million with about 3 million left. And the last one to be mined would be in the year 2040, more or less. And every year there's something called a halving. So, Supply gets cut by 50%, meaning the amount of Bitcoin that are mined, or rather, uh, that are created, right, out of the 21 million from validating transactions. 
and um you know it, it's probably one of the most sophisticated uh uh i guess you could say equations that uh, or software that that was created because it's so it, it's kind of simple in the fact well if the if demand of a certain asset grows exponentially and the supply of that of that asset gets cut in half by 50% every 4 years then the price would just kind of you know supply and demand right price would would grow exponentially right and you know i think that was a perfect example of exponential growth uh, you know, blockchain also kind of it, it's only it's only successful if there's people on the network, right? If there's people interacting with the network. And where where's the network? where's the network begin? Like where like Bitcoin has to come from somewhere and that three million has to come from somewhere. Is there like some sort of computer that is like the the you know, the first stage of Bitcoin, like where does it come from? Uh, it comes from the code, the code itself. Okay. You know, the code, yeah, the code says it's 21 million. Sense. Yeah. It, the code itself, um, it says, it says 21 million is the max supply. And then it says after every X amount of blocks, which means transactions in, in, in a certain time frame, uh, when that's hit, then the supply just automatic. So it's like an automated system. It does it all by itself, which I think is pretty amazing. And and none of that gets, none of that twenty one million gets deleted. But I I heard that there's been quite a few people that have lost a, a part of that chain, a part of that code, and they've lost a lot of money because they they end up forgetting their password or they forget or they've been hacked and it's just been gone and it's been gone forever. So really it it's not 21 million out there. It's actually less than that. Right. Correct. It's like right. it's basically yeah. like, you know, uh the, the government printing 1 trillion dollars and then uh 500 billion of that 1 trillion goes missing. Which, which is pretty much in Hunter Biden and, and Joe Biden's pocket. <laughs> yeah, it, it, would, it would fall. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, exactly. So that's the beauty of it, right? They, 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 the supply cannot be diluted, right? They can't print or create more Bitcoins. So that's why if you if you hold Bitcoin and, you know, God forbid, let's just, you know, you, something happens to you. And you pass away without properly, you know, handing that uh, off to somebody, them. right? Yeah, right. And, and you know, you kind of um, you lose it, and then that gets that gets out of the circulation, which also uh, adds into the, the supply issue, not the issue, but the supply aspect of Bitcoin. So okay, so let let me let me try to dumb it down for the listeners about Bitcoin. So you have a. And tell me, and like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, interrupt me. I don't. I don't care. So we have a sheet of paper, and right. we have we have characters on that paper. Let's say it's a story written. Uh, I write a story on that piece of paper, and then I take and shred it. I shred it into, let's say, a thousand pieces, and uh, you know, so uh, a person can buy a part of that story. 
And then that that becomes valuable because they have that part of the story. And then there's more people. There's thousands of other people that, that buy into that as well. Um, and the value goes up because those people have those certain pieces of that page. And then uh, uh, some get lost. And... Mm-hmm. So everything is valuable and it goes up because of the demand and people can buy that cryptocurrency off other people and the the value. Now, how does, here's my question though. How does cryptocurrency go down in value? Oh, crypto. (laughs) Good question. It's, uh, do you, do you understand my analogy? I mean, is that kind of, I know it's kind of stupid, but that's, that's the best way that I can explain it. Right. No, I think, um, yeah, you're right. It's, it's the speculative asset behind this market, right? For every buyer, there's a seller and vice versa. It's just someone, I guess, who are, is just part of the speculation in the market that are actually selling the Bitcoin or selling, in this case, you know, selling the rights uh, to own, you know, to selling the, the rights to, to sell the Bitcoin, if that makes sense. Because now we have, you know, Wall Street involved. Right, they're able to kind of create, right, quote unquote, create bitcoins, extra bitcoins in the market because they can sell it on paper without owning the underlying asset. Sort of like what that's what Robinhood's doing. Right, but at some point they do, but 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 they do own. They have to own. They have to own the underlying asset too. So they do have a custodian uh, for that. So, but the thing is with CMEs and with Wall Street, what they do is that they're able to create paper, uh, paper, paper Bitcoin. What I mean by that is that they're able to sell it even if they don't own the underlying asset, which is pretty much, that's where leverage comes into play, right? Sort of like how the 2008 um, global financial crisis happened, the GFC happened. Yeah, there, there's a movie on that. Uh, I can't remember the movie. Um, My favorite um, movie. The big short. It has. Doesn't it? Does it have? Uh, what is his name? Uh, he's, Steve Carell. No, no, that's not the one I was. I was thinking of. Um, this guy got in trouble for uh, wanting to. He he came out gay. He was in that um, political Netflix series too, um, and he was in American Beauty. What is his name? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. He did a movie uh, about the nineteen or the two thousand eight crash. Um, it's a pretty good movie, actually. Oh yes, Margin Call. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Margin Call. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I suggest people to watch that because that's it. Kind of gives you, kind of gives you the backstory of the beginnings of the the two thousand eight. They didn't go completely in detail on how they they. Uh, swindled the government but um it gave you the details of of what they were doing in the background uh when it first began um it's a pretty good movie i like i like kevin spacey so yeah you know i mean you know i'm in my 30s so you know i kind of grew up watching most of his movies you know it's american beauty was fucking awesome yeah american movie great movie yeah i mean that was uh what was the actress's name? Is it Mira Sorvino? Oh my gosh, the flower scene. Oh, 
Yeah. Damn. She was, uh, yeah, she's, um, I'm talking, I was a teenage boy when I was, well, I, I think I was maybe a little bit younger when, when that came out, but man, did I have a, my, my wrist was sore for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was definitely, you know, a very, uh, attractive actress. Um, you know, that's, it's one of the one of the first crushes, right? One of the first crushes we had that uh, her and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Now, like uh, with with this whole with your knowledge on crypto, because uh, let's face it, man, uh, you you know more about cryptocurrency than than probably ninety nine percent of of Americans out there. Uh, I take you as probably the go to of if I have a question, you're it. You know, appreciate that. Uh, do you ever talk to your your family or friends about it, or do they get tired of you talking about it, uh, or or the people that you work for? Uh, you know, the the people who live in the the thirty five million dollar apartment. <laughs> I have as I only spoken to maybe one or two residents about it, just lightly. Um, What's their yeah, reaction, my friend? They they know Bitcoin and they only know Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, everybody knows Bitcoin. Know Bitcoin. Right, they right. should only know. Uh, they don't quite understand it. So, but they but obviously, them being in the position that they are, right, in society, they do understand the concept of inflation. Right. Right. They understand the concept of how the purchasing. Power I bet goes you. Down. I, I bet you, motherfucker. I bet you that those motherfuckers have probably five million dollars worth of Bitcoin and they don't even know why. <laughs> They probably just purchase it because, uh, well, my doorman talked to me about Bitcoin. So I think that I might purchase like $5 million worth just to see, you know, what happens. Probably. <laughs> I, I never try to convince, I never try to convince them, but like for my small circle of friends, I do. Why, why is do. that? Like, what? what's the difference? Um, Just because my friends know me a lot, a lot more at an intimate level that they understand that when I get excited about when I get excited talking about a specific subject, they know that, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I want them to kind of, you know, get involved as well. Cause I, you know, I'm a very, like very low, low key kind of person. I don't really kind of, you know, like show much excitement and stuff like that when I'm talking and, and, and they know that when I'm really talking about something that they really, they should, they do lean in a little bit. They don't really pay attention much. But obviously, they paid attention now that prices went up exponentially. But, um, you know, there was out of my was it seven. I have a seven in my close circle of friends. Two of them listened, but one of them was actually dollar cost averaging the way the way I told the way I taught them to do it. Um, it you know, it took, a, it took a it took a while. Right. It took a little bit of time to kind of let them understand. Um, and then, you know, once they finally got they understand the fact that, you know, they have to invest. They don't have, you know, much time, you know, in terms of like, you know, creating a nice little nest egg, you know, four or five to 10 years down the line. Um, that's when like it, it kind of hit them. And, you know, it's, they've been happy ever since, you know, that's, you know, I have a friend of mine who, who actually paid off all his debt because he's, he became a little bit smarter with his money. And like he he couldn't thank me enough. He's like, you know, listen, I appreciate you. You know, you taught me how 
how to manage money a little better, the concept of money. And now I have more money to invest and kind of, you know, protect my wealth. Do you, do you ever so get into, do you ever get into the market at all? Uh, like what in trading the yeah the stock market i i am i am involved with with stocks i uh i just own uh about 10 ideas more or less i don't i don't try to spread myself too much out that's but that's I, actually I mean, that's actually like 101 like 10 10 stocks is pretty much mm-hmm. you know um the the standard of of even day traders they'll They'll end up putting, uh, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars into one stock, twenty, thirty in another stock. No, they'll they'll stretch three hundred thousand into ten different stocks, and and it, it's that that's kind of how I do it. But have you had any luck at all, like with with? Have you had more luck with cryptocurrency than stocks, or or is it about the same? <laughs> I definitely had more luck with crypto, but I. I, I've I've had more luck because uh, you know uh, a certain percentage of my liquid net worth is in crypto. Uh, you know, there's a rule that you shouldn't have more, you shouldn't be concentrated more than you know, you know, it should be less than ten percent. But I have way more than that. Um, but I, I'm also I do have exposure to certain stocks, um, and some of them that I picked that were way before anyone caught on. Uh, Bitcoin mining plays. You know, Bitcoin mining stocks that were, you know, a dollar, two dollars are now worth, you know, 30 to 50 dollars now. You know um, what my problem is? My, my problem is I, I get in early. Like AMC, for example. I got in AMC mm-hmm. back in September of 2020 when it was only like two dollars. And I sold it when it was nice. like nine or 11. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. yeah, you know, it's like. Uh, I I picked and this was before I, I before I even knew what Wall Street bets was, and <laughs> so I'm sitting here like I I, I have like the am- most amazing. If you look at my portfolio, and you look at the picks that I've that I've chosen to invest in, you would think right. that I'm a millionaire because of <laughs> like the picks. But the problem is, and, and I have another one, it's called NIO. It's it's basically the Chinese version of Tesla. Mm-hmm. Of Tesla uh, right. right. NIO went from, you know, uh, a $14 stock all the way up to 60, you know? And then of course, AMC went from $2 all the way up to 70, $75. Uh, I even bought, uh, GME uh, GameStop. I bought GameStop for like four dollars a share. It went up to four hundred. Of course, I sold way early. I mean, right. on paper, I look amazing before the sell, <laughs> but after the sell, it's just <laughs> like, are you a retard? <laughs> and and so like that that always that always bothers me. And I I, but you're right. I I've had more luck in in cryptocurrency with buying at the very beginning stages of like Shiba and you, you know, I bought pretty much at the beginning stages of that. And then, uh, Deutsche coin, I bought at 22 cents. And then I, I bought that when it was 22 cents. And then, uh, if you can remember Elon Musk going on Saturday night live and everybody was like buying into the hype. And that's basically what stocks is, is buying into the hype. 
And uh, it went all the way up to 76 cents that day. And I, I sold it like 60 cents. So I, I tripled my money on that. Uh, nice. So, uh, yeah, like I've, I've taken and, and made so much more on, on cryptocurrency than I have stocks. But I still invest in stocks just because I have to. But um, it, it, it's just Definitely. a, it's a real weird, it's a real weird topic to explain to just the normal folks out there that, that have, you know, the mom and pops, you know, out there, the grandmas, the uncles, and uh, even, even the kids, the, the nephew, the nieces and nephews. It's just a weird topic to talk about because they've heard of it. Uh, they've heard of Bitcoin. They've heard of, you know, Deutschcoin by now, uh, especially the younger generation. But to explain what it is and why it goes up and down, that's that's where I find I find it really difficult to explain. And that's why a lot of people out there are really cautious about throwing their money into something like cryptocurrency when they have no clue how. They don't know where to go. They don't know what apps to download. They don't know, you know, like the eBay thing was a perfect analogy. You know, you can take and, and sell something on eBay and, and you get kind of that uh, secure feel that you're going to get your money or eBay is going to recoup your money. And but they don't know what companies to go to when it comes to crypto. And I, I think that. A person like you, you guys have a long way to go still. Uh, you guys, you know, you're fighting an uphill battle on education. Um, right. It's hard. Right. No, I agree. I agree with you. No, 100%. Um, what's going to make that a little easier is, you know, I, I think I read somewhere, um, you know, that about within the next 15 years, you know, about to the tune of 30 to, you know, $50 trillion of wealth will be passed down to millennials, um, you know, from the boomers up and down, you know, upon their death, et cetera, you know, moving down. Uh, and, you know, that, that kind of wealth, I, I personally don't think is going to go to, uh, you know, a traditional or conventional uh, investable assets like stocks, like equities, like bonds, especially bonds, like bonds, or, or even gold for that matter. I think it's all going to go, you know, not all of it, but a good majority, a good chunk of that wealth will be transferred over to um, to crypto. I mean, you know, there, there's there's DeFi, there's NFTs. NFTs is another, it's another. Uh, that that one, one you that lost price. me on. NFTs yeah. is about the most, uh, it's, to me, okay, don't be offended. But to me, it's just fucking okay. retarded because okay. it's like, it's like a person creates, uh, they, they photo, you know, they, they use Photoshop and I'm not saying they take right. a, a photo and then they use, they edit it on Photoshop. They create a photo on Photoshop right. where they, they take right. a picture with their own camera and then they upload it to Photoshop and then they, they take and edit it their certain way. And then they take and sell this as a, as the digital first copy. It's kind of like digital art. You know, it's like a, you own a painting, you know, a person can physically own a painting, but this is like you physically own the very first, you know, Marvin, the Marvin's, uh, uh, 
your your wonderful profile picture on Twitter. Um, you know, all I have to do though for me is I I've got a little Marvin um, what do you call it like uh, in my bedroom with candles and all that shit. I have your photo up there actually. but no but all i have to do is basically take a screenshot of that and print it out and then i i own it too so what in the hell is nfts all about like why is and especially all these rich people like reese witherspoon is huge in nfts uh you have um let's see mark cuban has bought some jose canseco snoop dogg uh what, what in the hell is NFTs all about? I mean, if, if I can take and, and screenshot something that they own, why in the hell do they buy it? I think a question. Um, it, it, it's, it's like a, it's, it's a digital representation of ownership, and it's also a digital, a digital certificate of authenticity, right? When, when you buy an autographed, let's say a Henrik Lundqvist autographed photo, right? They always have, or not they always, but they should have a little hologram sticker and a little COA, a certificate of authenticity card that goes with the photo. So you're buying uh, the authentic, uh, you're you're buying that that certification then. Right, you're 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 buying the rights and and ownership to that specific photo. Uh, now I know I know there's a little bit of uh, pushback or backlash rather that a lot you know, of you backlash. Can say, oh, you can just write. Right. You can just right click it and save it. But seeing more than that is that you're it's also a membership. It's also a membership to a club or to a community. The rich the rich people club. Well, I mean, <laughs> rich people or even early adopters, right? It's also the rich people, but but also it's open to everyone. It's not necessarily open to a specific kind. So the beauty of that, let's just say, for example, you know, the Bored Apes, right? Those gorillas. Uh, yeah, Eminem bought one for 30000 Right. Uh, yeah, for a substantial amount of money. But it, it represents more than that. It's also flex. It's also the flex culture, right? I mean, it's human nature for people to kind of show off that they bought the hottest car or the hottest sneaker or, you know, the freshest clothes, the most up-to-date uh, technology, um, it's just human nature, right? That it's, 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 um, it's virtue. It's not virtue. Excuse me. It's just signaling, right? It's just, it's just signaling the fact that you have the up-to-date most trendiest item on you. This is just a digital version of that. Now I know you could right click it and just save it and take a screenshot as you mentioned before, but a lot of these social media platforms are now going to activate, uh, wallet, um, uh, uh, Wallet verification that you actually physically own that NFT. Yeah, and Twitter is one of them, actually. Right. And then, I mean, it it only takes one, right? So who's next? Facebook. Who's Facebook connected to? Well, they're connected to they're connected to uh, Instagram. Well, who's competitive with Instagram? Well, you got Snapchat, you have TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. So again, it only just takes one company to kind of start to trend because nobody wants to be first and nobody wants to be last. So now that we have Twitter, now you're going to see all these wallet uh, connections to your profile that actually would provably uh, show that you're the actual owner to uh, a JPEG. But I mean, it goes beyond that. Imagine being able to have 10,000 of these NFTs in one project, right? Just like the apes. Well, now you can reward your, your subscribers, right? Or members of your community 
just for holding an ape and say, hey, listen, we're, since you own this ape and it's provable, it's provable because it's in your wallet, we can reward you with merchandise. We can invite you to personal that, in real. You know, that in real is life. fucking cool. Yeah, I've never yeah. thought about that. That is actually mm -hmm. fucking. So basically, you can take and own that image and then put T-shirts, fucking bumper stickers, the whole nine yards. Whatever and, you want. And, and, and you're making royalties off of that shit. Exactly. The importance is that you have full rights and licenses to that image. Yes, the artist that, makes money. That makes sense. See, that fucking mm -hmm. makes sense. That genius, Marvin. Bravo, brother. Bravo. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, uh, see, that, you know, that makes like, more sense than cryptocurrency. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. No, you are... You are absolutely 100% correct, and I do agree with that. But also, what I do like to own is I like to invest and own the underlying protocol that it's built on, Ethereum. We've seen Ethereum go from $100 I love to, you know. I love it. Right. Yeah. NFTs were built on Ethereum, okay. right? Then we see Solana. Now we're seeing Luna. We're seeing Tezos. Now, uh, we, we only got a few more minutes, but okay, okay Carpet Rug. Now I watched I watched a uh, I watched a guy, and this is like a viral video where he thinks that he's like this genius cryptocurrency person. I don't know if he is or not. Uh, there's there's a thousand of them out there. Uh, but let me tell you, let me tell my listeners, you're you're legit. Like there's there's a difference between Marvin, and then. These guys that have, you know who Pro the Doge is. Like, Pro <laughs> the Doge. Uh, this man worked at a hip-hop studio in L.A. And I, I don't know the complete 100% details. So I might be a little bit off on, on the detail part of it. But he, he worked at a recording studio. I do, I do know that. I don't know if it's hip-hop or whatever. But... Mm -hmm. He ended up buying Dogecoin at like five cents, and he he maxed out his credit cards. He got a he, he got a loan, and, and again, I don't know if the details are precise, but I'm going off of what I do know. Uh, and he made when it went up to seventy six cents Dogecoin, he was at three point six or three point seven million, some somewhere around there, and now he's down to less than a million dollars. So that dude's not very smart. See, I, I, I keep hearing diamond hands, diamond hands, diamond hands. I don't fucking understand diamond hands. I understand value. I understand money. If I'm, I'm, if I'm giving you a dollar and I can make $10 off that dollar, I'm going to make $10 off that dollar right now while I'm young instead of $12 36 years from now. And that's that's right. basically where Pro the Doge fucked up. But now everybody thinks that he's a fucking solid genius. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, I'm friends with an actual fucking genius, you know, of, of this <laughs> shit. Marvin knows his shit, you know. Like, I don't even know where I, I was going going with it. But before I end, <laughs> before I end it though, the there was a carpet rug with Safe Dollar. Do you, have, did you hear about that? Where it went, um, or maybe it wasn't Safe Dollar. Maybe it was. Uh, I think Safe Dollar got hacked, 
and they lost a lot of money because they got hacked and it wasn't so safe. <laughs> but um, it was one of those brand new cryptocurrencies where they the the people who created it did a rug pull and basically it went from 11 cents down to zero in a matter of just two seconds. And look at look up at that look that value, uh, that viral video up of rug pull just oh, yes. uh, where the guy me. starts squ- yes yeah, squint there yeah, it is there it is yes yes right, yeah, right. that's it uh, it's a like video. It, it is uh, just the reaction of that guy was like oh shit like <laughs> but uh, how how secure do you like. If you could give anybody any advice on the security level, like what should they watch out for? Because you have, you know, uh, Flocky now, and then you have all these baby doge, and you have all these brand new cryptocurrencies that are trying to flood the market. Like what's your, what's your advice to them? Like uh, who should they go for? Yeah. The the advice I would recommend is just stick stick to coins that are on exchanges, because if it takes more than two steps for you to buy a certain coin, then you that got coin a problem. Probably a rug pull. You got a problem, yeah. right? Well, yeah. I I'm I'm actually sponsored by a cryptocurrency. This podcast is sponsored by RYI Unity, and okay. uh, but their their cryptocurrency RYI token. Uh, you just go through one step. You go through to their website, and you can buy their cryptocurrency. And they're they're making a video game right now, where you can earn cryptocurrency through the video game, which is really cool. Oh, wow! It's kind nice. of like a World of Warcraft game. That I mean, that really? sounds fucking awesome, to be honest with you. <laughs> and um, after after this episode, uh, I'm going to be doing a uh, podcast with the CEO of RYI. Uh, so you'll have to check that out, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how, how can people look, look, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to throw a thousand, 2000 messages at you all at once, but I'm going to anyways. <laughs> how, how can people find you? Like, is there, do you have like a YouTube channel or, or like what's your Twitter handle? All that, all the above, like how can people contact you and just pick your brain? If you don't mind them doing that. Oh yeah, no, of course. I'm always open to inquisitive, inquisitive minds. Uh, so my Twitter is paper, uh, ST. So at paper ST projects that stands for paper street projects. Uh, same, uh, now for clubhouse, cause I do clubhouse and I do host, uh, rooms, uh, going over, you know, crypto and general financial literacy. Do you do, you do that with uh, Jenna, Jenna Katie? Uh, yeah, I do that with Jenna on certain days when she's available, if, and when she's available. And she's, I do that with, she's, uh, a, she's a character, man. <laughs> she's definitely yeah. a character. Uh, she yeah. sent me a photo of her and pro the doge together. Uh, one night she's like, shh. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm like, why? Oh, really? Yeah, that. yeah. Like her and Pro the Doge hung out. I guess I, I, I don't know how she does it. She just like she's everywhere, man. She's everywhere. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, like, 
Marvin is the brains of this operation and you're the tits. <laughs> but I try I, to be. Yeah. I'm the beast and she's the she's the beauty. That's yeah. it. I try to be the uh, But you I know, you're you're I'm not I'm not gay or nothing, but you're a good looking man yourself, man. I, I, I bet you got it, a lot of a lot of women uh, out there trying to pick your brain and your dick and and uh, your wallet, <laughs> especially in New York, yeah. in the Bronx. Yeah. You know, I kind of, I love, I love conversing with people. You know, I love conversing and you're good at it, people's brains and you're stuff. Good yeah, at it. that's just, that's all I do. Um, but yeah, same name. You can find me on, on, you know, the same thing, uh, Twitter, uh, clubhouse. And then I have my YouTube channel. I go over, uh, markets and pretty much what to expect out of the market. It's not really much for predicting, but just giving people possible scenarios as to where Bitcoin in the market could go. Um, and I think that's been working out slowly but surely, but I'll definitely get there. Ho- what, what's your um, you know, YouTube channel again? Genesis, uh, the YouTube channel is uh, Paper uh, Paper Street Projects. Paper Street full. Projects. Check that out, mm-hmm. people. I, you'll you'll learn a lot from me. Can can I can I get you to do something? Can can you do like of a course. beginner's <laughs> video on crypto, like a beginner video? And I'll, I'll shoot everybody that way, and and they can like learn. And I'm talking like elementary shit, you know. You know, your your avatar on on the line app is is The Office, and I love that because it's one of my favorite shows. So if Same we guy. could, if we could, could you explain it to me like I'm five? Yeah, <laughs> please you definitely set that up for sure. All course. right, brother. Well, that's all we have for today, man. I, Marvin, I love you, man. I, re- I really do. I, I think that you're probably one of the best people I follow on Twitter. You're, you're just an amazing person, and you're so fucking nice, man. And I appreciate you coming on on such short notice. You're just like, yeah, let's let's hit it up. And uh, you even got me to buy a bottle of uh, of uh, this Blue Cheer Bay Rum, and that's beautiful. I've been I've been Glad sipping on that gone. while we had our conversation, so that kind of helped. So, but we'll we'll definitely do this again if you if you'd be uh, gracious enough to come back on the program, man. A thousand percent. I really do appreciate you inviting me on and and you know taking the time, but definitely definitely I'm looking forward to being on your show again. All right. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. We are sponsored by RYI-Unity. Go over to their Twitter page. All you have to do is type in RYI-Unity. Talk to John Weir. He's very accessible. He will answer any question as well as Marvin. And uh, we are going to, uh, in the next episode, we're going to have John Weir on. So uh, take a listen to that. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you do like this podcast, go over to anchor.fm forward slash game tech politics you can hit that support button donate 99 cents all the way to 9.99 and as well as like and subscribe and share the hell out of this page especially to those old grandmas out there she they love me you guys have a great wonderful weekend